Pastor Vincent Grissom, and this is Applying God's Word, a teaching ministry from the Word of God. This is study number 102, titled, In a Twinkling of an Eye. There is an event and a day coming in the Christian's life that is astonishing, and its knowledge should encourage us to lead holy and godly lives. Now, most of us on some level understand that an end time, time is coming. But for some, it's the kind of news to delay, argue, or avoid thinking about altogether. But what God has ordained to come is going to come. Let's begin by reading a passage from Revelation as God prepares us for what is going to come through John's account. Revelation chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. After this, I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the Spirit, and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. And the ones who sat there had the appearance of jasper and ruby, a rainbow that shone like an emerald encircled the throne. The open door affirms that God has made heaven accessible to those who believe on Jesus as their Savior. The jasper John saw does not describe his form, but his splendor and portrays God's absolute purity and perfection. The carnelian was ruby red. It portrays God as our Redeemer. We read in Exodus 28 that Israel's high priest wore jasper and carnelian and ten other gemstones on his chest. Each of the twelve stones represented a tribe of Israel. Jasper and carnelian are also the first and last gems, respectively, on the high priest's garment. This description not only reinforces that God is the first and the last, it also identifies Jesus as God, as both perfection and our Redeemer. Revelation chapter 1, verse 8. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Chapter 4 marks a major prophetic turning point in the book of Revelation. In verse 1, John tells us that he looked and saw a door opened in heaven. Then he tells us that the first voice that he heard reminded him of the sound of a trumpet, calling him to come up here, through the open door, into heaven. At once, in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, immediately, John finds himself in the Spirit, in heaven, looking upon the throne of God. So let's look a little further. Twice in verse 1, John gives us a time reference. This event, the open door, trumpet-like voice, and his immediate entrance into heaven is said to occur after this. That is, after the events recorded in chapters 1 to 3 of Revelation. When John is called up into heaven, he is told that he will be shown things which will be after the period represented by the messages to the seven churches. Let's note John's instructions in Revelation chapter 1, verse 19. Therefore, write the things which you have seen, 
and the things which are, and the things which will take place after these things. Let's look a little further. In the first three chapters of Revelation, Jesus addressed the seven churches of Asia 19 times. From chapter 4 onward, there is not a single reference to any churches until we get to the final verses of chapter 22. There will be references to saints and martyrs upon the earth during the period of God's judgment, but there is no more church. So, we will have an open door in heaven. When that door is opened, a voice like a trumpet is heard. At the sound of that trumpet-like voice, John is called up to heaven. And as far as Revelation is concerned, the church passes from the scene of human history. God's judgment begins, and the churches, that is, the true believers of Jesus Christ, are gone. The next time we see the church, it is viewed in its eternal role as the bride of Christ, adorned for her wedding day at the marriage supper of the Lamb. This series of events is not coincidental. They represent what is called the rapture. Although the word rapture is not found in the Bible, it is a biblical term. Harpazo is the Greek word Paul used, and it means to seize by force, to snatch up, and to carry away or take to oneself. That is what the word rapture means. The rapture will involve an instantaneous transformation of our bodies to fit us for eternity. We know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is, we are told in 1 John 3, verse 2. At the rapture, the Lord comes in the clouds to meet us in the air. Paul writes of a time when living believers will be caught up to meet Jesus in the air. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 17, we read, After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. In this event, Jesus comes back in the air, and all those in Christ, both living and dead, will be suddenly, immediately caught up from the earth to meet Jesus in the air. At that time, all those who are taken in the rapture will receive their glorified body. And from that time onward, the church as we know it today, individual, independent, local, earthly congregations will cease to exist, and she shall become the eternal bride of Christ. The doctrine of the rapture was not taught in the Old Testament, which is why Paul called it a mystery, now revealed. Let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51 and 52. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed, in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. I'm going to go over some terms you may have heard, but not have the terms explained for better understanding. Hopefully this will help. The Day of the Lord The Day of the Lord mentioned in the Old and New Testaments is a period of time in which God will deal with wicked men and women directly and dramatically in fearful judgment. It begins the instant after the rapture happens. Today, a man may be a blasphemer of God, an atheist, 
A man can also denounce God and teach bad doctrine. Seemingly, God does nothing about it. But the day designated in Scripture as the day of the Lord is coming, when God will punish human sin, and he will deal in wrath and in judgment with the Christ-rejecting world. Tribulation. This is the period inside the day of the Lord of seven years of judgment upon the earth. This period is divided into two periods of three and a half years each, with the latter half called the Great Tribulation because the judgments are so much more intense. The Millennium. This is the thousand-year reign of Christ upon the earth, and it comes after the Tribulation. The Second Coming. When we speak of the Second Coming, we are referring to Christ's return to the earth to establish his earthly kingdom. The Second Coming ends the Tribulation and inaugurates the Millennium. Revelation chapter 4 starts with the Rapture, and in so doing begins the Day of the Lord, where the Lord's wrath starts and ever increases, which changes the world as we know it today, to Tribulation like the world has never experienced. But for us, we will be taken to the Father's house. John 14, verse 3. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. John's call to heaven is symbolic of the rapture of the church. It shows in picture what the New Testament teaches, that the rapture will be pre-tribulational, which means that the church will be removed from the earth before the day of the Lord, before the seven years of tribulation begin. The believer will be delivered from the day of the Lord because God did not appoint us to suffer wrath. Let's read 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 1 through 9. Now, brothers and sisters, about times and dates, we do not need to write to you. For you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying, peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly, as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness, so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You are children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate, and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. First Thessalonians teaches that the Lord Jesus himself will descend from heaven with a shout. With him will be the archangel. At that moment, the trumpet of God will sound. This is the call of Jesus Christ for his church, and only the believer will be able to hear it. We will be called up to heaven. We will meet Jesus in the air, a great reunion of all who have put their faith in Jesus Christ. From there, he will lead us into heaven to be rewarded 
for our service to him. We will be instantly transported from where we are and from what we are doing. John uses the word immediately. Paul tells us it will take place in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. All over this planet, believers will vanish from the earth, leaving behind a baffled world of the unredeemed. The Bible tells us that the rapture will occur before the day of the Lord, but it doesn't tell us the day. It tells us in no uncertain terms that Jesus is coming back again, exactly as described. We are to always be ready. We are to live each day with the knowledge that this could be the day of his return. We give to him the worship he deserves today. We give to him the service he desires today. We live with the hope that the one who died for us is coming back for us today. The next sound you hear may be the voice of the trumpet calling you home, but only if you have believed in Jesus as your Savior. The rapture tells us that we must prepare for eternity. Unbelievers need to trust Jesus Christ as their Savior. We need to do all we can to win others to Christ before he comes. I want to close with Revelation chapter 22, verse 12. Look, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give to each person according to what they have done.